Hey folks, this is Chris with The Human Project. Really excited about this episode as we dive into one of the things that Mark and I are absolutely most passionate about. And it is this art of, of being with and connecting. In future episodes, we'll dive into what does that mean? What does that look like? Why do I even want to do this? It sounds risky. So let us know what you think and listen in for this episode. Hey, Mark. Hello, Chris. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I thought I'd be all formal. <laughs> Salutations, Mark. <laughs> Greetings, Chris. <laughs> I wonder what people think when the first, they first listen to the start of an episode. They think we're weird. That's all good. <laughs> That'd be true. Accuracy. But I think we have a shorthand. We've developed how we work together over a period of years. Long years. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's been enjoyable. Um, today, what I want to talk about is something that is very, very near and dear to both of our hearts. Mm. And I have no idea where this is going to go as far as like all the topics we're going to cover, but I wouldn't be surprised if this turned into more than just one episode. And it is the theme of connection. Connection. What does it mean to connect with another human being? What does it mean to build connections? What does that look like? What all is involved in that? How does that play out? I guess I'm coming up with our table of contents now. Taking notes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then why is connection so important? Yeah. But before we do that, word nerd. Word nerd. Word nerd alert. That needs to be like an ongoing theme. Like we need like a sound effect or something. Word nerd. You've been warned. <laughs> what do you think of when you think of the term connection? What comes to mind for you? With humans, of course, just yeah. to put it in context. Yes. Yeah. Not like wires right. connecting together. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, there is some element of, of an emotional connection, perhaps, or thoughts being shared. So there's some shared space in between humans. Maybe that'd be a good way to put it. Um, and of course, the word empathy springs to mind for me because that's sure. one that's deeply embedded in my in my approach to connection with other human beings um, and then there's there's just a whole bunch of like desires and needs that we have that I didn't even realize for years of connection with other people in the midst of a number of different types of circumstances so I think it's deeply wired within us how about you what comes to mind when we were talking about connection with other humans I think just being with Sharing, I like shared space, but more of like a mental space is what mm -hmm. comes to mind for me. Like, okay. are we thinking together? Are we marching in the same direction together? Mm. That kind of stuff. I think of like unity okay. as another word mm. um, comes to mind. That would be an interesting thing to add to the table of contents for this yes. is unity. Versus unison. Okay, we've already, that, that's a podcast episode number 46. <laughs> another word nerd. <laughs> yeah, I think it's... Actually, it comes back more to stories for me. Hmm. Like I think of uh, my life, I've had many, many really, really good connections with people. And some people that have come into my life, some people that have gone out of my life, some people that have been in my life for a very long time, um, some people that I just have a fleeting encounter with. There's connections to be had mm -hmm. within all of those. And surprise, surprise, resource, resource alert. 
I've heard something about like friendships and close connections and you have like five closest friends and I'm sure we've heard this that like you're emulate your five closest people that you mm. hang out with the most. But I've heard that there's rotations that happen like every, I think five or seven years, the five, your five closest people tend to change and rotate and mm. move. And I don't know. I don't know where that fits into this conversation. Yeah. I'm waiting to see that. Keep going. Yeah. Oh, that's the end of thought. <laughs> yeah. We'll maybe pull it back at some point. But okay. when I think of connection, I think of it more of like a flow and mm-hmm. like something that goes up, goes down. It's at different levels. You're never fully 100% connected to somebody besides like your spouse. Something you mentioned earlier comes to mind for me. Why is connection important? Okay. Well, what's your view on that? Why, why is it such a big deal? Well, I think we should start at the very beginning. A very good place to start. I knew that was coming too. <laughs> <laughs> but I think even in Genesis, like mm. the fact that Eden is perfect and Adam is there with God. And I think even before there's any account of Adam even having life mm. or movement, like mm. you see him created and then immediately he says, it's not good for man to be alone. So he, takes a rib and creates Eve. And I think that's where you see connection. Then you see this perfect connection of God and Adam and Eve in the garden for who knows how long hmm. until that was broken. And so I think you have perfect connection seen there. And it's something that we were made for. We were created for in that perfect state. Mm-hmm. And I think as soon as sin entered the picture, you saw disconnection. Didn't know we'd go theological. Right. Yes. Right. But yeah, we saw disconnection. I think that's still like... Most things in life, we have hints and pieces and uh, little parts that we can see that we're like, yes, that is what we were created for. Mm-hmm. And I think connection is one of those. And that's why we have our, our theme of to blank is human, of mm-hmm. going back to that original creation and what we were created to be, what God intended humans to be. Yeah. And connection, I think, is one of those big overarching themes of that as we are created to be with other human people, other human people. Other human beings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So where that gets messed up, where that gets broken, where we see good pieces of that, I think is an interesting thing to, to call out and think about. How about you? Where is connection? Let's, let's take this a little bit more personal. So that's our foundation. But where have you seen connection play out as something that's really impactful for you? Uh, I'll get there in a minute. I just okay. also want to... So I completely agree with your biblical example. I like uh, foundational above all other things. First problem God solves, right? People would say relationship. I think there's more than just really, cause you can relate to a pet, um, right? You can relate to a vendor, but when we're talking about connection, there's something else there. And I think that's like the first thing God says you need. Um, and that's what he's solving there. I also think if we look at um, just human needs, like Maslow's hierarchy of needs, I haven't studied that to say I know exactly where connection would fall in that, but it is it is a human need. We yeah. need connection with other human beings. So in, in multiple realms, I think we can see that. For me personally, um, what I've discovered is connection is a shame buster. Like that's the most impactful yeah, looking on your face. You Say didn't it again. expect me to go there. Say it again. Connection is a shame buster. Shame it, buster. It like, a, like a dust it, buster? It explodes. It uh, disintegrates shame. Okay. Use any visceral word you want to in there. Um, but that's been the most powerful moment. Why? 
like I knew the idea of it and I was starting to realize that I needed connection with other human beings. It's not just a matter of solving problems, it's not just a matter of transacting things, etc. It's actual just connection has intrinsic value was when I saw shame get broken because there was connection. Because, yeah, I don't know how far we want to go into this, but the, you know, shame is about me. Yeah, let's talk a little bit more about shame because I know mm-hmm. you and I have talked about this a lot and we have, a, I think, a pretty shared definition, but yeah. there may be people listening to this that don't understand what shame means or may have a different uh, use of it than yeah. we intend it to be. So what do you mean when you say shame? Um, I'll, I'll go on like a gradient here. So something's wrong all the way down to something's wrong about me, about okay. who I am. Okay. It's not I've done something wrong. It's I am something wrong when you get to the core of it. That's that's okay. what shame is about. So it's a message that I'm believing about my identity. And typically that means if I believe that, then that means if people really knew that about me, they would be running away. Mm. They would not want to have anything to do with me or be afraid of me, whatever the case mm. might be. Um, and so that's something that we, we we will always hide what we're ashamed of. That's yeah. just part of the I mean, just going back to the biblical example, that mm-hmm. was exactly what happened with Adam and Eve yes. when they saw sin, mm-hmm. then they saw their shame and their nakedness. Yes. They tried to hide that. And I think that's what we as human beings always try and get back to yeah. is how can we be known and loved? Oh, that combination is, is it's what God intends. Yeah. And it is to me connection yeah. in its purest form, known and loved. Yeah. And so when I, have done something wrong that I have taken to the I am something wrong space, mm-hmm. but I share that with somebody else. I, I get vulnerable when it's a safe enough relationship and I share that and that person doesn't run away, doesn't run screaming from the room, whatever, exhibits the opposite behavior. Now, known, yes, loved, oh, I wasn't expecting that or mm-hmm. I, that's what I hoped for, but feared mm-hmm. wasn't true. Mm-hmm. Shame can't live there. So that to me has been the most um, impactful part of connection in my life yeah. that I have seen experienced and seen in other people's lives as well. Yeah. Yeah. Those moments when like you're bearing your heart to somebody else mm-hmm. and like, man, this is super vulnerable. I'm scared how they're going to react. And then it is safe. Yes. Like, yeah. I, I love that description of a shame buster, even better than a dust buster. <laughs> But yeah, I think of some times in my life that I look back and I'm still friends. I had lunch with somebody yesterday that was one of those moments 10 years ago. Hmm. And I'm like, man, it, we don't get to connect nearly as often as I want to. Yeah. But every time I do, I'm like, yes. Yeah, I remember this is this is what we were created for. Mm-hmm. This yeah. connection and sharing and hearing somebody else's perspective and be welcomed. It's 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 a it's a scent of who God is. The scent of Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to use your, your phrase. Right. What does that look like in your experience? Like how have you experienced that? How do you offer that to other people? I think, well, I'll give a not so good example and then okay. a good example. Um, I have friends that I know love me dearly and I know want the absolute best for me. But when I try and tell them something that's going on in my life, I get advice. Okay. I get solutions. Yeah. I get, oh, you should be thankful for X, Y, Z. And I'm like, 
okay, yes, that's yeah. that's true, mm. and I get that, and I understand where you're coming from. You have uh, you have this constant desire to teach. <laughs> mm. That's not what I need right now. Okay. And then I have other people that I'll tell them what's going on, and they will be genuinely curious. Okay. Like not trying to satiate their own curiosity, but genuinely like wanting to help me explore. Like they can see that I'm stuck, mm-hmm. and they want to help me get unstuck. Stuck. And I think it's really helpful just having somebody that I know that they have no other motive than just caring. Mm. Like mm-hmm. they just want to be there with me. Yeah. And you used the term empathy earlier. I think that's a perfect description of it. It's like, hey, I, I can't necessarily put myself in your shoes, but I want to just be with you. Yeah. And that is super, super powerful because it, again, scent of, scent of Jesus. It's what mm. God does with us. He's like, I want you to just come close to me. I want a relationship with you. Yeah. Draw near to me. I'll draw near to you. Yeah. All of that. Right. And yeah, I don't remember your original question. I got lost in how <laughs> thankful I, how thankful I am for yeah. the people that are in my life. Yeah. Yeah. That, that fix it, that at least all those types of things you're yeah. describing there is kind of a natural and well-intentioned yep. desire that a lot of us have. And those are not necessarily bad to yeah. offer, hey, here's what's worked for me, or here's what I see might help, or oh my gosh, you know, this could be a lot worse. Those aren't necessarily in and of themselves bad things. Right. What I see is that those things are unhelpful when they are not in the context of connection. When I'm not convinced of what you just said so well, when I'm not convinced the other person is there with me to be with me where I'm at, yeah. then those things end up sounding like, let's be somewhere else. You need, you should be over here, yeah. right? Or you should fix it or here, just plaster. Wait, but I'm, I'm right here. Do you see me? Am I known mm. and loved? Yeah. Must be answered first before any of things become like truly valuable to most people. Yeah. As, as you're talking about that, I, I completely agree. And I think, one of the things I think we try and do on this podcast is talk about the good, but then also talk about what does it look like when you have too much of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So in okay. one sense, that's that's where we're trying to get to is connection and being with yeah. other people. Taken to the extreme, though, yeah. and you have, uh, I, I think, a common term for it is codependency. Mm-hmm. Where like, I consistently need this from other people in order for myself to be whole. Is an extreme version okay. of that that is just as unhealthy mm-hmm. as not having any connection. Yeah. When you're trying to get from other people what only God can give you. Yeah. That's where that line is way too far over. Yeah. This uh, continuum that we love to yes. talk about <laughs> the balance, the Goldilocks spot, however you want to say it. Um, I do think we tend to, as human beings, end up on the um, fix it or the, you know, all those types of things we were just talking about in our yeah. connection or attempt to connect. And that's actually disconnection. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I hear you describing the other end of this is if we're just only ever seeking connection. Yeah. That's also not the model, for example, of God. Right. Either. Right. Where yes, we're connected and we have stuff to deal with. So if I'm seeking, for example, I'll just go back to the shame example. If I have done something that I, I, didn't want to do. I don't want to keep doing that, whatever it is. And I am vulnerable about that in a relationship where I'm known and loved and I am loved in response to that. It would be a disservice to me if the other person 
didn't also help me realize I needed to change something. Yeah. Right. If I yeah. don't go there, then the other person also, that would be good for them. Right. And healthy for them to point out to me if I'm not going there already. And to not do that is an over, like, let's just connect constantly. Yeah. You're fine where you're at. You're fine where you're at. Mm. You are where you're at. You're <laughs> loved where you're at. Yeah. It sounds like that's not where you want to be. Yeah. I think there's, we're hitting on a couple of themes. Mm. I think it would be good for us to explore further. One is how do you actually build that connection? Yeah. The other is how do you balance, mm -hmm. I think, um, there's Bible verse uh, talking about speaking the truth in love Okay. with that. Um, I think there's desire for connection. I'm not guessing. I'm sure that there are going to be people that listen to this that say, I don't want connection because I've been burned yeah. in the past. It's dangerous sometimes. Yes, very much so. I can speak from firsthand experience. Mm -hmm. And... So I think those are three themes to explore. Maybe we'll find more yeah. as we discover, but how do you build connection? How do you not overemphasize towards codependency and actually say what needs to be said when it needs to be said? Mm -hmm. And then desire for connection. Yeah. But the takeaway of all of this and the thread that we'll weave throughout all of these is be with, mm -hmm. be with. Yeah. Don't try and fix another person to show that you're there and We'll talk about when it is appropriate to dive into yeah. loving them and loving correction, loving kindness, whatever mm -hmm. term you want to use for that. Yeah. So I think that's where we're going to go with this, this series. If that sounds interesting to you, depending on timing, if you have other things that you want us to add to this, uh, comment, email us, let us know. Be happy to hear uh, your thoughts, your comments, your suggestions, your feedback. Yeah. So we'll see you in the next episode. Hey, thanks for tuning in today. Behind the microphones, we've got me, Mark Wavell, Chris Conlon, and our lead editor, Derek Donnelly. We're a crowdfunded nonprofit, and most of what we do is free because of your generous support. So thank you for joining us in our mission to bring one million lives closer to the fullness of God's design. To support us financially or to learn more, visit us at humanproject.us. See you next time.